0: welcome 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 back to the final of podcast i'm your host today javon and i'm here with my co-host
1: hi guys it's javier and welcome back uh it's been a while now i'm sure you watch well not watch well listen to our last episodes it was an interview with with shadrach and i'm sure y'all enjoyed it i looked at the views and y'all seem to enjoy that content there'll be more content like that coming up so please share the podcast and like Subscribe to the podcast as well. Apple Podcast, um, Apple Podcast, Spotify podcast, and so on so. And really appreciate appreciate the support so far. And so on, Let's get into it this night.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you guys for the continual support and positive reviews. Um, so <clears throat> on the list today we have a lot um to cover. We just came back off of international break. Um, a lot of football to cover. A lot of hits in the news. Um, let's get in, let's get into it. Kicking it off. Um, we just came off again. We just came off an international break and let me tell you, this was the final curtain call for teams that are preparing to enter the biggest football competition on earth, which is the world cup in this international break. The things that stood out to me was the South American teams. Argentina looked brilliant. Again, especially uh, while the opposition is only Honduras and Jamaica, that team looks solid. And they just continued their unbeaten run. Lionel Messi, Latoura Martinez, even Alex McAllister from... Is it Alex McAllister? I don't want to mess up his name. But the number 10 from Brighton, he's been brilliant in um the midfield for Argentina absolutely great from an um, Argentinian perspective they look a, a solid um solid team and they are they are definitely one of the favorites to win the world cup they just keep there like a machine and i see mm-hmm. no chinks in their armor yeah. from a, from the brazilian side brazil is absolutely brilliant i pick them win the World Cup. They're my World Cup favourites. We'll go through the um, teams and who to look out for in the World Cup in a future episode. Uh, But for now, Brazil are definitely one of the teams to look out for. Their attacking talent is mind-blowing. Vinicius Jr., Matias Cunha, Anthony, Rafinha, Neymar, Firmino. They didn't bring Jesus and Gabriel Martinelli in this um, international window. But that's fine. They had more than enough coverage. They had Pedro. They had Fabinho, they had Richarlison. Um uh, in the midfield, you have Paqueta, Casemiro, Fabinho, Bruno Gamirez, Defense, Militao, um, uh, Douglas, um, I think it's Douglas Santos, um, Danilo, does Douglas Luis Sandra? play for them? Pardon? Douglas Luis is does he play for
1: them? Yeah, but is he he's cap? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah.
0: Cap. He he's capped, but I think he's um yeah, he's capped. He's definitely clap cap. Um goalkeeping department, brilliant, everton, Edison and um Allison. It's it's my but in terms of their general play over this um international window has been brilliant. Brazil look flawless. They breeze past Tunisia. Yeah, they um, look really dangerous. They made Ghana look like an average team. which Chiche ti- ti- can chop and change the team in whichever way he wants. And when you have guys playing at a high level high level like Anthony, I know Jesus didn't go, but he you have to assume he's going to the World Cup, right? Has to go. And Gabriel Martinelli <laughs> should, a he should be going to the World Cup as well. You have... Even difference to like Gabriel. I completely forgot about Gabriel. It is a star study team, but what I wanted to to kinda talk about was the transition of this Brazilian team. It's not only about Neymar. Neymar could hurt his back like in the 2014 World Cup, get injured, break his leg, whatever. Which I hope doesn't happen doesn't happen because he's playing at a very high level and playing very consistently. Looks yeah, like Neymar neighbor yeah. old, Or even better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to see, but yeah, my point is if Neymar gets injured, not a worry we have other players to step up, yeah it's more the,
1: quality. yeah yeah exactly the entire
0: mm, yeah yep, the international team is not crying anymore, so that's brilliant in the European side of things uh <laughs> let's just say the european teams um. In European international teams were struggling. They didn't have a very clear-cut, strong um international break. England lost, the England, England drew, failed to score. They drew Germany drew. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the first the first game they played in the national break, they didn't score, right? It was a nil-nil draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and this two, then there was a brilliant game in the second half against Germany where they drew three three. They drew three three. That was a good game, but um again, Southgate. I'm not gonna go over what I said with Southgate. It's very he's too pragmatic.
1: I mean, the loss I guess Italy still. so I mean, Italy's like a way better team than England overall, but they have talent still. But that, it, yeah, I mean, I mean, Italy's not going to the World Cup, aren't they? No, they're not. But England is going to the World Cup. And they lost against Italy. It, it should be, it good. should, it should be reverse.
0: Yes. Um. Again, I'm not. Uh, to be honest, I'm not expecting anything big from England. I think Southgate um is not the man to get the best out of this England team. Um, and we'll explore more on that point going forward. France. Yeah, there's so much drama in the France camp. Um, Pogba is the, there's, is a scandal that he bewitched Mbappé. Um, it's a whole scandal with a uh, scandal with the Pogba brothers. Mbappé taking, taking ownership, saying he doesn't want to, he wants ownership as, of his right, rights, of his image rights in the France team. So that's causing conflict. Uh, it's a whole lot going on right now. Um, and they didn't have the best international window as well. Um. Yeah, so we'll see how they see if they can galvanize a team to 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 take attack and run at this World Cup. They did have a lot of players missing uh, for this international break that got injured, but we'll see what happens as a in regards to that. Um, Croatia had a good international window, and that's pretty much it for the international teams um, on the European side. Um, Spain, I will say. However, though Spain had a good international window, um, Morata scored, which is brilliant. But I guess the, the, the wow. question around Spain will always be who's going to score the goal for all their attacking and um, for all their attacking play and creative play. Um, I guess that's pretty much it. But something mm. that stood out to me um, during this international uh, window would be. The United States. This was not necessarily a good, um, a good break for them. They lost to Japan. Um, Pepperina didn't take a chance. Take didn't take his chance to solidify himself as a starting. At number nine, um, this team should be better. They should. This the United States team should be playing at a higher level. Should be dominating these fixtures, building <laughs> a little bit of momentum going into the World Cup. But it didn't happen. Um, Matt Turner did solidify himself as a starting goalkeeper as their number one, uh, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, that
1: their World Cup group, right? now will be really interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, because England should qualify, but based off the last international break, it wasn't the best. But we we will see what happens, and we will give, cover this in more detail as the World Cup as we lead up as we build up to the World Cup. International outbreak is over. League football has returned. And as usual, we kick it off uh, with the Bundesliga. Um, in the Bundesliga this weekend, Bayern won. Crisis ended because they went um, so they, they a couple games drawing the games. They would win in the Champions League, but they would draw yeah. domestic games. Um, Julian Nagelsmann came under heavy criticism from the Bayern Ultras. And uh from some of the older heads at Bayern, which I think was unfair. Um, but they won 4-0. They won 4-0 this weekend. And on the weekend that they that they won, Dortmund lost and Union Berlin lost. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. what what do you thoughts on this?
1: Um, well, Dortmund right now. I really see Dortmund as a threat right now in the Bundesliga. They made some couple of in, signings in the window and Jude Bellingham was actually the captain. That was really mm-hmm. surprising to see, like, the players who are 19-year-old, having that, that 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 mantle on him right now. He's like, <laughs> boy, I don't know what to say about Dortmund. most times. They, for the past few years, they have been, they have been what? I don't even know what to say. Let's count in the Bundesliga. And they buy, like, the most Bundesliga players overall still. But Rockman's a really interesting team and I just don't know what else they need to actually win the league. I, I really do not know. I to tell get that you cutting edge. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: They're they're better defensively this season that they, than they are last season. Um, but they don't have Haaland and they don't have yeah, but, that out and out finisher. They but, they thought they had him with Sebastian Haller, but he got um testicular cancer. Yeah, so he can't but, play.
1: Yeah, but the difference is actually bad now because this, so, what is it? Um, Akanji. Akanji of yeah, the city. He's so good at city, and Jordan be leaking in goals right now. So I don't know what is the problem.
0: Yeah. And problem. speaking about Jude Bellingham, he's wanted by multiple court, uh, clubs as yeah. for the courts, Liverpool, yeah, United, Manchester United, Real Liverpool, Madrid, Liverpool, and Liverpool, Chelsea. Well.
1: You no, know, next year's we're really interested for him love, where he's gonna go. He's definitely leaving leaving Dortmund. Like I just don't see him at Dortmund anymore for next season. Halland left. Mm-hmm. He's a city right now. I mean he's scoring goals here. He scored a hat trick today, man. I guess. Which will get into. Yeah, which we'll yeah. get into later. Yeah, but Jude Bellingham, I I see him, I see him in the Premier League. I know Madrid want him as well, but I think I see him in the Premier League. Like every kid, every English kid wants to play for the biggest team in England. So I want to see where he's going to go to. He can attack, he can defend, he can retain the ball, interception. He has everything in him right now. He's that midfield player you need, and he's only 19 years old. He's 19, mm. right? He's only 19 years old. Mm. I mean, I forgot which team he was playing for. I think it was Wreckingham City. I cannot remember which team he was playing for before he moved to Dortmund. But yeah, his talent has, has always been shining from there. Those times, so I want to see where he's going to go for the next summer. I just know he's definitely leaving the Bundesliga,
0: yeah. Yeah, which team do you see him fit? Is he he fits more in England, Or the Manchester, mm. United, City, and Chelsea?
1: Let's see. I think he's that Steven Gerard player, to be honest. He can be that Steven Gerrard player, so definitely Liverpool. Mm-hmm. He definitely fits Liverpool. I still think he can. He's li- he's literally carrying Dortmund on their backs right now, and Gerard carry Liverpool on his back as well. Yeah, he's a more
0: he's a most consistent player.
1: Yeah, and I believe he fits in a team at like Liverpool. And Liverpool actually need better midfielders.
0: Yeah, it's a overall. need. It's 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 a need at this point.
1: Yeah, they need better midfielders, and I believe Jude is a player they actually can get. They have Fabio Carvalho as well, who's a young player attacking mid. So mm-hmm. They need that youth, and James Milner need to leave Liverpool. Just replace mm-hmm. him with with, with Jude Bellingham. That man
0: should not be starting a game for Liverpool
1: right now. <laughs> yeah, just make him go back to Aston Villa or something. Uh, Aston Villa he come from, right? I don't even remember mm-hmm. where he come from, but he's too old to be starting for Liverpool right now. He's like thirty eight or something. Mm-hmm. Like I know he has that... He helps with the with the atmosphere. Of he's the a squad play. player. Yeah, he's a squad player. Right? I mean, he's it right now. He's
0: past it, yeah. Yeah, I think Jude Bellingham has has the potential to be something special in the Premier League. Um, We already have Mount Foden. And Jude, Mount Foden, um, (laughs) Emile Smith-Rowe, and Jude (laughs) Bellingham will be a brilliant addition to the young ballers commuted in in the Premier League. And Mount is, Mount Mount will come good for the rest of the season, but we're not going to discuss that right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're not gonna um uh take that to the depth of what we of what you want to get into right now, mm. but yeah, it, it it's it's I think it's a good move, and we will see what happens at the start of the transfer window. Moving on, Christian Pulisic has been writing a book about. Some of the things that happened while he was playing under Thomas Tuchel. This book was scheduled to be released. A in, book? Uh, yeah, this book was scheduled to be released in November, December. So, what is it?
1: Like 20 pages? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. What, I guess you could... What could he possibly be writing about right now?
0: His, like, his career. It, his career. And either way, uh, any way you look at it, it's still a journey. How long have you played under Tuchel at Dortmund? A season and a half, I think.
1: And shall we say like two <laughs> seasons?
0: The, for the entirety of time um Tukul was there.
1: Yeah, I'ma read that. Yeah. I'ma read that. Yeah,
0: in in his book he stated um he was talking about a Champions League semi-final against Real Madrid where he played brilliant in the first leg. There was a league game coming up against Fulham. Tuku promised him that he would play against the, play the second leg against Real Madrid, so he didn't play a minute against Fulham. And then the day before game day, Tuchel dropped him and went to Kai Havertz. And if you remember, in that Champions League semi-final, um, he actually came on and scored the goal against um, second leg. He actually came on and scored the goal against Real Madrid. What do you think of this? Do you think Tuchel was right for what he did? Or uh, just give me your thoughts and feedback. I others. mean
1: I mean he won the he won the Champions League by doing that. So that's enough to say. But I mean, okay, look, you're the manager and you want to make a tactical change or you, you want you want to put on a player who you need to start to win the game. I mean you, you do what you need to do. No if and buts. If you believe Kai can win the game, you put on Kai and make him play. Don't do if and buts and say, you know. policy is talking to me. So let me just start it. Do what you need to do. You have the authority over the players so of who to start and who to sub in and sub out. I mean, I think, we, but we that's where,
0: there. but that's where we disagree. I at the time Pulisic was playing brilliantly, and I get you're the coach. You made the, end of the decision at the end of the day, but don't go promising a player, especially a player like Pulisic who works off of confidence. Don't go promising promising that oh you're definitely gonna start a week in advance before the Champions League semi final. Don't do that, because that's how you lose players. And if I was Pulisic, I would have checked out. Can you imagine you put on the performance you did in the first leg, which was? Brilliant? I
1: mean, I mean, you, you don't can play,
0: lose. you don't play a minute against Fulham because of that. And then in the second leg, you still came on, played brilliantly, scored. He scored a goal, and I think he the scored a goal or created an assist. But come on, I don't. I mean, I don't yeah, do you can a lose play. a. I mean, yeah, you can lose a player. You can lose Pulisic. You can fail another player like that. <laughs> Yeah, but you have to work with what you have, you know? Work with what um, you have? Do you much money Chelsea spent? You have spent the most money, didn't you? No, but you, you don't understand what I said when I said work with what you have. In that moment, it was a Champions League semi-final. Who are you oh, going oh, to oh, find? Oh, oh, okay, it's not okay, like it's the, enough, chan- the January enough. chance of winning now, and this was the quarterfinal or whatnot. You have a player that's on farm. Think about no, to put yourself in. Think about it. You're a manager. You have a player that's on form. Why would you damage his confidence when he can help the team? And Mm -hmm. if, and think about it, if you as another player see that happen to Pulisic, who's playing brilliantly, and one of the reasons why you got to the Champions League final and why you made it so far, what's going to stop him from doing it to you? Mm -hmm. You know? And that kind of infects the dressing room from the way I look at it. And that's why I don't think what Tuchel did was right. Fair enough. Yeah. Moving on. Club football is back again. I want it. Before we discuss the Premier League, I uh, know you want to get into the Premier League. I want to give an honourable mention to Timo Werner, who scored two goals this weekend, and Christopher <laughs> Cuko, who scored two goals this weekend <laughs> for RB Leipzig. <laughs> this this these goals are brilliant, but as most people know, if you follow Twitter or Instagram, there was a secret medical done carried out in the in September for Christopher and and for Christopher and and um they're at the stage where Chelsea is discussing to pay the release clause for Christopher and the contract has been set, so now we're just waiting for further updates, so Chelsea could be signing another. RB Leipzig striker. What do you think?
1: Huh? I won't be surprised if he actually does the same thing like Werner. I won't be surprised. But he's more technical mm-hmm. than Werner still, not just like a pace demon. That's what, he, that's what he's he's to call Werner, Werner. A, a, a pace Mons merchant. League, uh, <laughs> a pace merchant or the pace demon. But uh, I think it would be a good sign, sign for for Chelsea. But mm-hmm. He is giving me that like Kai Havertz vibes in a way because you know he's a midfielder. Yeah, he he's was a right, right? He was originally so, a cam. Yeah, so it, it's giving me that vibe right now. I don't I think i need like a proper nine. Just buy a proper nine. Just do that. Don't bother yeah. by a player who can play nine. Just buy a proper nine. Exactly. I mean uh, I don't know what to say about a transfer. It's good, but And
0: we already have that. Yeah,
1: you just buy a copy again, basically.
0: Um I would say with Nkunku, though, like you said, he's way more technical.
1: Yeah, that's it. Sort of and yeah.
0: uh-huh. he has deadly pace. Um, there are talks to for Chelsea to potentially sign um, Rafael Leal. So I can see a, a front three of Rafael Leal um, in Nkunku.
1: You really think he'll leave AC Milan?
0: Milan? Yeah. Chelsea the, other, are, the
1: only reason he leave AC Milan is just for the money, you know.
0: Yeah, because he's a, he has a status quo. But I think, I'd, I'd say, <laughs> I'd say it'd be a good move. He's
1: not leaving for the history of the club of Chelsea or anything like that. He's going for the money. If Chelsea offer him... I mean, of course he moved for the money. But AC Milan is obviously a bigger club, though, still. but Historically, I mean, like,
0: historically <clears> yeah. But at the moment, are they? I mean... They won the league last season. No, no, but... but Season. They they won the league last season, but is the Mm. quality of Italian football the same level as English Premier League football?
1: It is not. It is not, but still, Chelsea... I mean, Chelsea is not the status of AC Milan. People want to play for AC Milan, not, not Chelsea no, football the, club. The,
0: but listen, mm. the, the, not the AC the, Milan after the past, past 10 years. Whole not land. the AC no, Milan after the
1: past the ace, 10 years. The AC Milan of the past 10 years, history is still bigger than Chelsea. I the, no up.
0: no ha. no we won up. more ha. we chelsea chelsea one more if if you're gonna say that you have to say that about arsenal too chelsea won yeah. more yeah. league titles yeah. in the past People. 10 years than People. ac milan and you can't no, 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 i love ac yeah. milan they're the, the one of my something. favorite clubs in italy let me no no no, no, no. Ah. let me dj let me dj let me speak continue. let me speak continue. Continue.
1: continue
0: let me speak can i speak continue. can i speak continue. okay in the last 10 years Chelsea won the most Premier League, won more titles than AC Milan, right? In the last 10 years, we won more trophies than AC Milan. AC Milan now is just getting back to what they used to be. If you're going to talk about the entire club history, of course, AC Milan is a bigger club. They have more Champions League than Chelsea. But I'm just talking about the past 10 years. We've yeah. been more lucrative. So more, bought, we've I'm had better players. <laughs> Can't say that. We still have two Champions League. And the last time I checked, it's still we are the only club in London that has Champions League and Europa League trophies. So calm yeah, down, there. But, but, da, cal, calm because. down, Chit.
1: Because but, um, of, because a Russian area is actually funny success. And <laughs> <It was> either <laughs> way
0: you look at it. Either way you anyway you wanna take a look at it, <laughs> Wait, we still right. got the trophy. Right. But we'll continue. We don't right. have time to get into this. Right. Right now.
1: Either, way, either way you have success for the past ten years, but ain't nobody talking about that. Y'all will talk about that. People still talk about AC Milan's struggles more than Chelsea's success. Even Arsenal has won regardless. Not still. the
0: truth. We're not going to tell them who won the Champions League. The the, who, the the
1: bro, t- y'all won the Champions League and nobody don't talk about it again. Yeah, tell, we, the yo, we, tell the truth. Tell the truth.
0: They still spoke tell about the truth. If Everybody everybody who talks about Chelsea now, the bro. first thing that, no, and you, even, you've done it. You've done it when Me? you're talking about Chelsea. You're expecting them to play at a higher level. Why? Because we, we we won the Champions League in the past two years or the past two to three seasons. You know why? Because you're expecting mm-hmm. the, the level of football mm-hmm. to continue after winning one of the biggest club competitions in the world. Yeah,
1: because, you're still
0: talking about it. So, yeah, because, anyway, take a look at, anyway, yeah, take a look at the, your, your points. Mute,
1: you yeah, always spend that extra 400 million to win again, regardless. So
0: and that's just the club's right philosophy on. if we have the money spend it you're telling me if you have the money you want you're, you wouldn't want your club to spend it
1: most of those, those oh, all right that, 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 that conversation wait, is wait hold on hold on you support Real Madrid right
0: of course who spend more Real Madrid or Chelsea Real Chelsea but you don't understand okay. Real, okay. Chelsea uh, Real Madrid has a history Real Madrid and the Real Madrid. Yes, have they have a history of, of winning Listen, no, let me finish. Let me. Can I speak? Go ahead. Speak. Real Madrid has a history of winning. From they're the biggest club in Europe. When you look at titles, when you look at trophies, Barcelona fans can say whatever they want. When you look at titles, trophies, monument, monumentous occasions. They're the biggest club in Europe. Chelsea has to spend the money, find the resources, however however <laughs> you want to look at it. A club that's tried to get to that standard have to spend money and have to put the right people in play. It may not always work, but it is what it is. It's the same thing with Arsenal. It's the exact same thing with Arsenal. If Arsenal what, had like a Ars- lot of
1: money.
0: You're telling me if Arsenal had a lot of money, maybe you have a lot of money. Can I finish? Go. You're telling me if Arsenal has the same amount of money as Chelsea, they wouldn't invest in the club the way they're doing it? I guarantee you, Chelsea, Arsenal the, most likely... Can I finish?
1: Mm.
0: I guarantee you, Arsenal most likely has better people at the helm in how to spend the money, where to invest the money, and what to do and what not to do. I 100%, but at the end of the day, you still have to mm. invest... The money into the club. Look at how much players you signed this season. Yes, you Th- didn't pay as much as Chelsea because yeah. you have better people yeah. there. If Chelsea yeah. had the same amount of people, same type of people there, or mm. even the exact same people, we'd probably mm. be the same more as you guys. You, mm. you see, what I'm, see where I'm coming from?
1: That's what I like when you said, if Arsenal had.
0: <laughs> if Chelsea had the people <clears throat> in charge, the sporting director, the technical director, um a proper... Proper people to recruit, pro- uh, 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 proper people to recruit. We wouldn't overspend on some of these people. We wouldn't even buy go after some of these people.
1: What it been like that for years, though, hasn't it been?
0: I think it would It would yes, but it was more way more structured under uh, Roman Abramovich.
1: Eh, that's why b- most players' press are so hacked. But either way, let's continue. This topic can be talked about.
0: I'm not gonna argue with you. No, I'm not gonna get into it. Yeah, I'm probably right. not, not this episode. Hold on, return of mm-hmm. football, English Premier League. Tottenham. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have you take this game. I'm the Tottenham took on Arsenal, Arsenal
1: 1 1. Yeah, the game was simple. I mean, Kante football. I know Kante for the past more than six years, right now, when he rebuilt that Juventus side in early 2011, getting them back into Syria. Well, Kante plays some negative football, man. He always played some negative football. Dude, when he was making that sub, that sub in the second half with five defenders, I'm like, what the hell? You, you want to try and win a game and bring five defenders? That made no sense. And people come to me about, like, oh, Kante experience, He had a better window. The bad Perisic, H. Pissouma. Oh, no business about that. I already said mm. that those players, they can play for Tottenham and be under Kante's football but long-term. There won't be a good long term on the on the Spurs, and people are seeing it right now. I mean, all of their seventeen points on the table. Those players ain't gonna stay there for much longer. After Conte leaves, those players will be beans. Trust me. But the game, though, I the game was really good. Arsenal dominated completely, completely dominated that game, and seeing how Spurs was playing, it was. I mean, boy, it, it's just it's just bad the way how they're playing. So defensive and just lame at the ball. It's a good thing. Arsenal can, you know, have a possess- possessive ball game to actually control the tempo of the game. And that's why party is really important. He got manufacturing.
0: Oh, matches, that goal, bro. He, he got that he got... goal by party, bro.
1: This man had fifty seven shots from outside the box in the Premier League and only scored one. And that one goal was against Spurs. That
0: was still Finally. beautiful. <laughs> I don't care. That was a beautiful Finally. shot, bro. Like
1: I I tweet I tweeted on Twitter back in twenty twenty one that party will soon score a goal, i be mean, be I mean, extremely good. Boy, he finally did it. He finally did it, and I'm so happy mm-hmm. that I waited mm-hmm. so long for that. But at least he was against Spurs though. Yeah, and I hmm?
0: just wanted to ask you your thoughts on on Shaka.
1: Boy, I know Shaka when he was at Manchester Club, but you know, and when he came to Arsenal, he has been under heavy yeah, criticism. I believe he came when he was 23. My match could be wrong. He's 30 now. But mm. he has been playing in a wrong position for so long. I don't mm. know why Wenger played him as a defensive midfielder when he's an advanced playmaker in certain ways mm-hmm. or box-to-box. But he almost left, though, when Arteta became manager. Like, he was literally about to leave from a Crystal Palace game when he, when he exploded. He mm-hmm. was about to leave after that game. Like his bags were at the door. He was planning to go to Roma as well when mm-hmm. Jose Marino was at Roma. But mm-hmm. Arteta convinced him gave, him, gave him the plans of what he expects from him, what he wants to expect from the club, and he stayed. And from that day, he actually had been playing extremely well.
0: So let me uh, ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think um, Arteta relieving him, relieving him of the captain's armband kind of lift the weights off his shoulders?
1: I mean, regardless, he's still the captain of a team without an band. I don't know if you watch the game. He, our, our captain is older guard right now, but Shaka a leader. is leader. yeah, Shaka is, is the same one who's still running things in the team. If you realize when the team score goals, he's the same one calling the team to regroup and let's go again. He's the same one dishing orders to the team, to the team. Certain players say, stay in that position, don't go too wide, stay back, run back. He's still the captain of a team, just without the armband. Mm. But to be honest, it's, it's an okay thing that he doesn't have the armband, but he's still the captain of Arsenal Football Club, regardless. And, okay. Yeah. Uh
0: huh. And as an Arsenal fan, is it too early to start talking about your title um, aspirations?
1: Um, the title is always decided at the end of the season. I should say. But and at what?
0: But at what point do you start? At what do point do we start seriously say Arsenal are title contenders? It's only eight games in. I get I will... that, but.
1: I would say, let's see past Christmas how it goes. Christmas, I always decide, well, January I always decide what what team's going to win the title. It's always decided after Christmas. I mean, remember that when Liverpool was, sorry, when Manchester was ahead, way ahead of Liverpool in the league. I forgot, it's when Liverpool won the league and after Christmas, January, February, going forward, Liverpool just jumped ahead and they fight against Man City until, you know, the, the last game of the season still. But I still think it's too soon to decide if Arsenal will win the league. I don't want to say that we're going to win the league because we have a lot, a lot of points right now for the first time in a long time. But it's just too soon to say it's too soon to say. And this reminds me of um, the time when Leicester won the league. It's reminds me of that season right now as well. And I don't want PTSD. So I would say January going down. I want to see what we're going to do in January on a position in general as well. Before we can actually decide, but so far we have been going really, really good. The games that, that Arsenal are winning, it's really convincing that they're going in the right directions, and they just need a couple more players to actually you know be on top right now. But they've been going good so
0: far. Yeah. Okay, that's a fair. That's that's a, a fair assessment. Yeah. Um. Mm. from a neutral perspective, this game was. Brilliant! Um, Tottenham completely got outplayed. I don't even need to see it again. Gabriel yeah. Jesus is a wonderkid. I can 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 I still call him a wonderkid given his age? But yeah, he's that like man, twenty five or so. That that man is brilliant on a ball. Yeah, he is. Odgaard, um, smooth. Gabriel Martinelli, absolute baller. Saka, yeah. I'm still waiting for Saka to pick it up. I'm not gonna lie, because I expect more it, from Saka.
1: And he's doing good so far, and you know, also imagine yeah. like it like imagine like the expectations of him right now. He's just so big.
0: Yeah, but, so um yeah. I, I'm expecting I'm expecting Arsenal to go far. And the ten o'clock games they saw Chelsea taking on Crystal Palace. And boy, this was a, this wasn't a hard watch. Uh, for moments I saw a bit of improvement under Graham Potter. We were more but Chelsea was more um attacking, um it was, pretty, it was more creative in the final third. Uh, the injection of pace was more versus under the Tuchel. Tuko's Tuchel's um, couple of last games where it was very slow, and lethargic. Goal from Abba Mayeng and uh, Conor Gallagher got us the win. Everyone knows that since Patrick Vieira took over, going to Crystal Palace and leaving without win is not easy for any team. It's really not easy. And we actually won that game. Yeah, you guys. Arsenal won two 0 Chelsea won two one. I'm hoping that this kicks off kickstart our season on the Graham Potter. We have AC Milan um midweek. Oh, oh we, we just
1: are have... we just talking about
0: AC Milan as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow,
0: and we have not won the double pivot, so we have to try and win both games. Yes, um, that I... being said, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: There's a I'm sorry, but there's a lot of games which is just packed up in one in one month right now. Yeah. because yeah, oh, it's feel... all
0: because of the, the, the shoe warrant of the World Cup in November. Yeah,
1: I feel sorry for those players.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um Yeah, so the double players, so we're playing East Milan away and at home. Um we are bottom Chelsea are, are bottom of the table in the okay. Champions League, so we definitely need those two wins in order to give us a shot to qualify. Um mm-hmm. for the group stages of the Champions League. But otherwise this this is a good game it was a hard-fought game we kind of got like, we got a 90-minute winner uh, that pretty much sums it up the next big game which is the biggest talking point of today's show is going to be Liverpool ah uh, Javier I don't know what's gone wrong with Liverpool Virgil mm-hmm. van Dijk is not the defender he used mm-hmm. to be and mm-hmm. Trent Alexander arnold oh mm-hmm. my god Mm-hmm. They should play him in midfield, um, for the creativity. But he's he's no. They drew three. Th- Liverpool drew three three with Brighton. Alvarvm Trussguard, scored a hat trick. Goals from Firmino. Two goals from Firmino. And I think it was our own goal. Yeah, it own it goal. Own, own yeah, goal
1: by, by, by Adam Webster.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Firmino had a brilliant game. Luis Diaz came on and changed the game, but Liverpool were, at the back, they are horrible. Brighton, Brighton could have easily won that game. Brighton up, opened them up, They should have.
1: They should have won that game.
0: What, won what's won your it. take on the game?
1: To be honest, Liverpool right now is... I just don't know what to say about it. I'm not saying that they're luck. It's not even luck, but I just... They
0: were lucky I, to win that, to draw that game, at. Yeah, that.
1: To be honest, I say luck. They're always lucky for some some times in our most games because they could be losing and then someone just win. I I don't even want to say it's luck because that sounds so pessimistic and, you know, uh, what should I say, jealous. But
0: Mm.
1: it's down to a number of factors that Liverpool is facing right now. Injuries, tactical changes as well. Klopp is still playing that gagging person way and he's just getting... He's just getting old right now. They need new ways of trying to mix in the plays and stuff like that. I know they bought in Tiago Alton Clara, but still, it's just getting old. He's still playing that same dumb way. They brought him in I years ago. Can I be a yeah. bit cynical here real quick? Yeah, go ahead.
0: If under Klopp's teams in the past, if you really saw who... Um, let's say you kept Sadio Mane... And Firmino is on the farm east in the season. I don't think they would be having the same issues. You know why? Because the back four, the way on a club system, they start their defense from the front, if that makes sense. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they start yeah, from they, the front.
1: Yeah, they always do. They always call Firmino a, a, a defensive striker.
0: <laughs> and then if you look at it, when Mane was in the team, he would kick off the counter press, or he would kick off that high press. He would be the aggressor of the front three in pressing, and then it would be followed by Formina and Salah. Salah's not doing that aggressive pressing. Salah's not going to be the first one to to, to run down mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. Think think back, think back to when Liverpool was at their brilliant. It was always Mane yeah. kicking it off first, yeah. and it created yeah. this mm-hmm. infectious pressure pressing across all the team. Mm-hmm. That and I said they never fully replaced uh, GD Wild Aldam. because yeah, he was yeah, a yeah. midfielder that got the ball from deep, drove into the middle of the box, got you goals from the middle of from, um from arriving late runs. I'm sorry. Late runs. Um, he's a good workhorse. He he was one of the three midfielders, along with Fabinho and Henderson who get the ball and get the ball to the front three. Liverpool are just mm. not doing that right now. And because of that pressing, and because of pressing the ball from the front, they're not doing that as well, which means Teams can get bypassed that a minute that that whatever that is that pressure up front because that that um intense anymore. Get at that middle three, which now includes um, Thiago, who's not a good defensively, Fabinho, who's the only defensive player, and uh, Henderson, who doesn't have it anymore. To then get to that back four, and this is yeah. a back four that's not have that's not what it used to be. Matip just came back from injury. Still still not good enough. Van Dijk is... Van Dijk needs a day off. That's the only way I can explain it. If, if we had video footage which will soon, I will highlight certain things that he's doing that he shouldn't be doing. He's backing off players. He's lazy in defending. And Alexander Arnold is a fan watching the game. There's no way to explain it. You, you tell me. Who are you a right back? And you're watching your you're supposed to be defending and you're watching other players run back and you're just you're watching jogging back.
1: You don't watch too. No <laughs> but, but, but but like I really I want to add to my point my point before is that there's so many factors which is damaging Liverpool right now. Tactical changes is one. I still think they have PTSD from the twenty twenty two season. I I, I I still think so. Oh, and,
0: oh, okay. When they just lost out and everything.
1: Yeah, and I also think that the team is so on. There's no proper investment in the team right now, and Liverpool still in that middle their, park. Yeah, this does the buy and sell, sell strategy still, because okay, look, the under investment in the squad is horrible. Like just like post twenty eight, post twenty eighteen, the club next thing was about uh, was about like. 2% of the club overall turnover, which is far lower than any any other rival, which is just crazy. Like, they just need to invest more. And the, the, the team wage bill is growing more because, you know, okay, they're in the Champions League, but the turnover from like 18, 19 is not as high as before. People are complaining that the Champions League does not give you enough money anymore or whatsoever still. And, yeah. and and like, the, the, the club is too, he's too loyal as well. He needs to cut off certain players which he does not need. Why do you need Matip? By someone else other than Matip right now. He, yeah, he c- cut him off. Sell yeah, c- the man, Miller. C- sell Miller or something.
0: You, yeah, see what Mat- Ars- you saw Matip- what? Ars-
1: yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go
0: ahead. Now, just a quick point. Matip is so injury prone so I see why you call him. He's exactly. Not for our listeners... Too. For our listeners, he's not saying Matip is not good because Matip has been good for a couple of games. But if he's good for six games, he's injured and misses like five, which exactly the, which negates the purpose. Even even the thing as well is that like, what was I
1: saying? Cut off certain players that you don't need anymore. When Arsenal was was cutting off people, people are like, "Oh, Arsenal is not loyal X Y Z." Arsenal did it for a reason, and you see it. And you see why they did it. You see why they did it. No, okay. That's what Liverpool need to do. As, need to do as well. But I, I still feel like they can't. I don't even know if they can bounce back. Yes or no? But this man, like good. yeah, man, like Milner and, and Matip, they they need to just just need to change them around. Right now, it's getting over. It's getting some things just need to, yeah. Oh, just need to leave and like, tactics as well. Need to change. You need to find a new way to play football.
0: I say keep the same intensity, but if you're dead set and playing. Arnold, that in a defensive position, play him, play him, play him in a five right. at the back and right. play him in a right, um, right wing back position. Look,
1: look, it's like it's a so, Alonso.
0: It's like Liverpool's Marcus Alonso.
1: It's so obvious that if you want to nullify Liverpool, just, just, just try to suffocate Trent. Just try to suffocate him.
0: And you will win that game.
1: Exactly. It's so simple right now. You need to try a new way to mix up the play right now. That's, that's all I can say right now, still.
0: It man, at this point, we'll see what happens. Let's see. Hopefully, Liverpool can turn it around because I like to see when they're flying and when they're brilliant. It's, it, it, it's a, it. They're they're a great team to watch, and I hope for their sake that they can overcome this, this slump I will call it, and step it up the challenge, City. Moving on to Sunday's game, the Manchester Derby. Going into this derby, a lot of people were having thoughts that if Manchester United could challenge in this derby, this was going to be one of the most exciting derbies yet. And it was not. It was not. Nope. Manchester United lost this derby 6-3. Emotional damage! (laughs) This... In the first half was an absolute beatdown. Oh my god. This was a this was a whipping. They got their 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 rear heads handed to them on a silver platter. I'll let yes. you go first. I'll let you go first. Well, <laughs>
1: like I spoke to a Manchester United fan today and he was wearing his shirt today. I'm like, wow, well, you're really wearing that shirt? He said I support Arsenal. I said, yeah, but we up at the, top of the league, right? No, still, you understand. But he said, I support Arsenal. Like he beat us, but we won our game against Spurs, though. So we won our game. He said, at least you lost to the best team in the league. I mean, okay, but you lost.
0: He lost. <laughs> horribly so, too. Horribly
1: horrible. too. Horrible. And imagine when Martial scored, Manchester fans are actually celebrating the goals. Like you know, how embarrassing that is. <laughs> That's how far you're falling. Yeah. If you if your players score and the op- and the opposition. Fans are cheering. <laughs> that's, just, that's just bad. Trust me. Alright. But that game, Eric Ten Hag was totally outplayed. And let's just remember that Ten Hag was one-step student. So it is really interesting that, you know. He got
0: sunned.
1: Yeah, he got sunned today. But <laughs> yeah, like, he was totally outplayed today. Haaland, boy, I don't know what Haaland what eats. Eats are like what he does, but he He's, he's just crazy. He's just a crazy kid right now, man. I don't know. I don't know. He's just a monster. He's the <laughs> first
0: Premier League player to score back-to-back-to-back hat-tricks at home.
1: Like, he, he posted on Instagram today like, he's, you know, it was a normal game. It was a normal mm-hmm. game, man. Like, we just won that game normally. That's why he posted on Instagram today.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you, for whoever, a, a moment of silence for those who missed this game. Hmm. in all seriousness in all seriousness now let's analyze this game all right so uh, i actually appreciated how ten hag went about it and this was as funny as this might sound if you really take a step back and look at it this was a big upgrade since the whipping up Bradford 4-0 because Manchester United actually came out in the second half, and if you just look at the second half only as a match, yeah, 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 that forty-five yeah, minutes yeah, they yeah. won three-two. Yeah, Anthony yeah. with Anthony was the only player until Martial came on who actually tried to do something. Anthony with a brilliant cool, oh, oh. ice cool Martial. I've been wanting
1: to see <laughs> that. Say point. that, ice
0: yeah. <laughs> No, but Martial came on. He came on and did great. Yeah,
1: yeah. He no
0: flaws. Won. And Anthony. Won. Anthony is a guaranteed starter. Whoever was complaining why he was starting uh, yeah. over Ronaldo, you see why. Yeah, that Ten was, was.
1: Ten Hag was saying that he he put Ronaldo on the bench, but he he could have bring him on. But for career wise, he didn't do it. But Martial needs some minutes right now still, and
0: I say yeah, drop side. He's, he's showing
1: he's showing why he needs the minutes. Yeah man, drop him man. Yeah man, him bad, him horribly. Yeah man, drop
0: him. <laughs> yeah man. Right, right. No, the front three for United should be Martial, Rashford, and Anthony. Uh, they are both all three of them got pace. All three of them are extremely technical at the ball. And Rashford needs a Arena games to get back into the old the Rashford of all of all. That Anthony is, Anthony. Martial is brilliant to the middle. Now, going back to the game from a City perspective, City made this look. Easy. Foden's first goal was just think, a thing of beauty. The build up play at the finish, absolutely amazing. Holland's, um, Haaland's first goal is shows you what he brings to the table. Haaland's first goal shows you what he brings to um, City in the sense that that header... Normally, City wouldn't have played the ball in the box like that. They would have been looking for the perfect goal, but what... That ball into the box and the header from Haaland, that's, that's a pure number nine goal. Second goal from for Haaland is like that the that the burner um, Haaland telepath. Absolutely brilliant. Did you see the assist?
1: Boy, But boy, it, I don't, man, man, city right now, they're really scary. You know? I, I'm scared to face them right now, even with Haaland, boy. I, I tell you, the man is just a monster. He has about 15 goals just after the 2nd right now. Yep. What will he? What will he have? But he's an interact- um,
0: he's an attractive finish the season with and you know the th- five yeah.
1: goals. He, yeah, I you know the thing as well is that he's not only a physical player and he's not only a player who is physical who can score he's and whatsoever. He's technical too. He's technical and he he's really pace. smart. He's and really he has smart pace. as well. Oh, exactly. Lord. He's a perfect so like, striker. Sometimes, I the Kevin De Bruyne is gonna send a ball and he. He times it so well and he received the ball. And once he gets the ball and he just goes forward, there's no stopping him. No stopping there's him. No stopping him. And,
0: and City looks unstoppable like right now.
1: They really do. They really and do. Oh, fun thing as well is that um Halland is probably the fastest to get three hat tricks right now. I think he eight appearance. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: The the stats I think was um Fernando Torres did it in sixty-four games. Um, yeah,
1: Alan uh Alan Shearer did it in 48 or really, something like I that. I don't even know. But I, they, I, know I, I know Michael Owen did it in 48 and stars in 71, but I don't remember the rest right now, still. Yeah,
0: yeah, so it's it's absolutely mind-blowing what it could be. Um City looks unstoppable. They look like they're gonna win the league again. But we'll see, because they still have quested defensively, because at the end of the day, Manchester United still score three goals. If they were better on the ball, if they played like how they did in the second half, may mm. have been closer, but then the cynical in me, as watching, while watching the game, I said City took their foot off the gas. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Would you agree?
1: I do agree. I do agree. I, I think I, I, said it, I said it to someone today that City took the foot off the gas and
0: It could have just been way more.
1: Yeah, they just didn't care anymore, but they shouldn't do that though. Because
0: that's disrespectful. And, yeah, yeah.
1: It, 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 I mean can you can't disrespect Man United, but I wanted them to score more goals, so <laughs> like, I wanted like nine, nine zero or so still.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see, but yeah, there was, was a brilliant game, brilliant end to the Sunday for, for the Premier League, and I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Moving on, a little a bit of quick hits here, but before we get to kick hits. Real Madrid drew today against Asasuna Vinicius Junior with a one with the first goal. Um, this is a very controversial goal because we is supposed to be deemed offside. They didn't call it offside. Yeah, but that draw results in Barcelona being top as they won yesterday. One one 0 by for from a Lewandowski goal, and they're level on points. El Clasico in two weeks. We'll see what happens. That should be a good game as both teams should win their next games um, next weekend. So we will see what happens. In Italy, Napoli are top of their table.
1: That is so weird.
0: Why is that weird?
1: Right, usually Juventus be on top or something like that, but Napoli might be Not, Not this like season. I... Juventus are I...
0: seventh this season. But Napoli on yeah. top. Atalanta in second. Lazio in third. Milan in fourth. Allen.
1: I have no idea what Allegri is doing down there, to be honest. But I am happy, <laughs> but, but I am happy Dusan and Locatelli are suffering. Because mm-hmm. they got the call to come to Arsenal and they said no. Dusan can, <laughs> Why Dusan are you can, like this? Dusan can still play centre-back. That's I'm telling you from right now. <laughs>
0: Why are you like this? I don't know what's sort wrong of with Inter this season. They're, they have not started great. My predictions... I take my my predictions about the Champions League. They're definitely not making it out that group stage. I'm telling you that now. Uh, But that's our our, that's our Italian Syria roundup. Moving on to the French league, PSG on top, Marseille second, Lorenz third, and mm, and Monaco lens fourth, and Monaco fifth. That runs off the top five. I'm just mentioning this because did you see Lionel Plus's brilliant free kick?
1: Oh yeah, that was that was yeah, that was class. Amazing. That was class. That was really class. Amazing, but, yeah. amazing goal. I've been watching League On too. Um mostly because a player from Arsenal is on loan here, so have been keeping a keen eye on it. It's Bangalore. Is Bangolan everything
0: Arsenal for you?
1: Yeah, of course. Like he's actually he's actually an American, mm-hmm. but he plays Bolagad. for yeah, but he plays for England youth team right now. And he's been doing really good. He has six goals right now. I believe he's fifth, the fifth top square right now. He's been doing really good as a young player right now there. But yeah.
0: Yep. And that that uh, wraps up our inter, uh, French League. League one, roundup. Quick hits and games to look out for midweek. The Champions League is back this week. And some of the good games to look out for are Napoli- Ajax, Inter Milan, Barcelona. Tottenham, Frankfurt, only because Tottenham have been bad. Their last Champions League game. I want them to lose, this. see? (laughs) Why are you like this? (laughs) Um, I'm not even going to... Liverpool, Rangers, just because... um, Liverpool and Rangers. Yeah. um, Chelsea, AC Milan, of course. Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk, just because for the last couple of times Real Madrid have slipped up against Shakhtar Donetsk. And that's pretty much it. The game's to look out for. Um, along with quick hit, some quick news. Bruno Large has lost his job or, or has departed the job at Wolves. I know you wanted to speak about this.
1: Boys, a long time coming still, you know, because, man, he's been really horrible. I mean really horrible One. One winning fifteen games. Uh, that when was against Southampton? What? I <laughs> he, he got some backing as well. Like, they got Diego Costa too, you know. That like, really, mm-hmm. that really needed help. Like, they got Diego Costa from back of Brazil, man. Like God, mm-hmm. they really, really needed some help. But man, he is—he is, he got the backing in the summer, and he still couldn't produce anything, which is yep. sad. I but,
0: agree. There's no excuse.
1: Yeah, but yeah, he had to go. I I know that Wolves is looking for a manager right now. And I am sure that manager will be Portuguese. No, no denying that. But <laughs> can uh, you continue where they left off? I uh, continue where you left off. Mm-hmm. I was, I was see what they're gonna do though. I know Barcelona is interested in Ruben Neves. That's an interesting mm-hmm. take right now, considering that uh, Sergio Busquets is is looking to leave soon. You know? Like said, so by the end of the season, he'll be looking at his option. Maybe the MLS or so, but I want. I don't know, probably Ruben 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 never has to be his replacement. But yeah, back to Wolves. Yeah, Wolves. Yeah, it's not looking pretty. It's not looking pretty for them. Yep. Uh, they just gotta see who they who they replace him with and see how they're gonna move forward. But right now they're in limbo. That's just about it for them still. It's just gonna happen.
0: Yep. And over a quick mention about MLS. Um LAFC with their supporters cup or the supporters shield. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah, so they got the most point when everyone um, now uh is looking forward to the MLS Cup and we will see how that goes. That wraps up our episode today at the final whistles. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for listening. Please like um our YouTube page will be out shortly, so please follow us there. You can follow us at the final whistle podcast on instagram though i've never been this clear in the past this is the final whistle podcast with the blue icon with the blue little picture there you can follow us on twitter at the final whistle without the e at the end replace that with a number 10 you can email us at the final whistle 2022 at gmail.com and you can follow me at kxng underscore arctic and have your uh what's your social.
1: Um, say Laurent Job. That's yep. that's English, yeah. English
0: <laughs> yeah, um, on Instagram. Thank you guys for listening to us, and we will catch you guys on the flipped. And um, from your host, Jovan and my co host,
1: i here. Bye, guys.
0: Bye, guys.